this week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. So Emily and Lorelai have like a, a classic blowout. They get their hair done. <laughs> really nice. Welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris. I'm Stacy Kulo. And this is a show where we are sharing our favorite childhood shows with each other. Is this your favorite childhood show? Yeah, is childhood the right word? Adolescence would be better, probably? Yeah, mine was more like college. Anyway, the shows were Gilmore Girls for me. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer for me. And we've been dating a long time, and the time has finally come that we are making each other watch the shows, and we're going to talk about them together. I'm really excited about these new boxes we have that yeah, you made. we made um, sound boxes, so hopefully our voices sound a little better now. I don't think this is going to block out when our super throws all the recycling away That's outside okay. of our window. But he, People are fans of him now. Yeah, we're getting a lot of fan mail. How was your your gig? You went on a little trip. Yeah, it was uh, It was good. It was good. Uh, a lot of people were like out in a big tent and we just did a show out there and it was like streamed through the college and it was fun. You've gotten into a fight with our neighbor lady and her dog recently. Yeah, I, that did happen. They need to get a sound box for their dogs <laughs> so their sound doesn't escape. Their dog just bark all the time. And I just asked her, I was like, can you please like do something about your dog barking all the time? And she says, okay, well, why don't you make a sign and put it outside my door that says, don't slam the door to the elevator. And I'm like, what, you want me to make a sign to put in your apartment yeah, we building? We don't even live in her building. What if she's like someone that listens to this? I hope so. That'd be great if she's one of our fans by chance. That would be so funny. We would hear it, though, because we hear everything that happens in that apartment. That's true. She would play it on full blast and, like, sing along with it. Every day she's fighting with someone loudly on the phone. What's new with me, you say? What's going on with you? I didn't really have anything. Oh. <laughs> no, I um I graduated physical therapy, and by that I mean the insurance didn't approve me for any more sessions. But I'm pretty much all better, so... Yeah, you graduated. I'm still not going to run. Ew. Well, you can start ellipticaling. Yeah, we still haven't used the elliptical that we got like six weeks ago. That's not true. I used it super briefly. Yeah, just to get the dust off. <laughs> All right, should we get into our shows? We have a lot yeah. to cover today. Yeah, 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 We are, for your information, still doing two episodes of Gilmore Girls because this was a shorter Buffy season. We are doubling up on Gilmore just so that we can finish season one off together and do one episode of each show per podcast going forward. Today, we started with Gilmore Girls, and we watched Season 1, Episode 9, Rory's Dance, and Episode 10, Forgiveness and Stuff. Brian, why don't you tell us what happened with Rory's Dance? Yeah, so this episode is essentially about Rory going to a dance she's nervous about going into and having a good time until she makes a big mistake. Uh, so at the beginning of the episode, um, Emily lets Lorelai know that Rory's got a dance coming up because she reads the school paper or like alumni magazine. Rory didn't mention it because Rory's nervous about going because Rory's a bit of a wallflower and is not self-confident. Emily convinces her that she should go or at least makes her feel like she should go. And on the way home, Rory's like, yeah, I don't want to go. But Laura's like, yeah, you do though, maybe? And she's like, yeah, I want to go. Yeah, she's like, I don't want you to not go just because you're being shy. If you like legit don't want to go because you think you will have a terrible time, then that's fine. But like, just try something new, please. This is what it was like with me and my parents and basketball. Did your mom make you a dress for basketball? Yeah, and I was like, no, mom, this is going to make it worse. <laughs> but Lorelai makes Rory a dress for the dance. Yes, yeah, she does. Against Emily's wishes. 
Yeah, I don't think Emily realizes that Laura like can make dresses. And while Lorelai's working on this dress, she um, falls in the most unconvincing, least harmful little roll fall, and she throws out her back. And from somebody who's like recently like half thrown out their back, like I'm offended. So Rory asks Dean if you know he wants to go to the dance. You know, playing it down, she doesn't want to go. And he knows it's important to her. He doesn't really want to go because like her, he's like a wallflower. It's not his scene. But he goes because she really wants to go. And they kiss and she says, thank you. And I legitimately don't know if she's thanking him for going to this or thanking him. She just says thank you every time they kiss at the grocery store. I mean, they kiss later in the episode and I don't think she thanked him. So that maybe, yeah, she's being rude. So Emily calls and is like, Again, Lorelai, Rory has to go to that dance. It's ridiculous if she doesn't. She has to do everything that all the other kids do. And Lorelai makes a bunch of jokes, but she's like, don't worry, Mom, she is going. And Emily's like, that's fantastic. Take pictures. And Lorelai makes a whole bunch of other jokes about, like, do you want one of her, like, wiping her butt, too? Not that, but, like, (laughs) Emily wanted a lot of pictures, and Lorelai was making fun of her for that. And ended up just inviting her over to take the damn pictures herself. So Emily's on her way over as Rory is getting ready for the dance. This is what this show does, you know? What do you mean? They get their hooks in you this way. Hooks? Yeah. Lorelai invites her mother over into her apartment, into her life. It's a house. You're right. It's a house. Into her house to like take pictures of Rory and like spend time with them. That's a big deal. Because their relationship is just awful it is but this is like a big step Mm -hmm. and it was also emily's idea to make her go so it's like a everyone is winning in this there's no no weird power drama so melissa mccartney comes over like mccarthy oh oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's a sickness i've never been good at names it's just it's not anything personal i just don't I can't do names. she's the other person that listens to our podcast i know she's gonna be so mad (laughs) Suki is stopping by all the time in this episode. Like, why? She just pops in. One time. No, the other episode she popped in. Well, that's the other episode. I know, but she just shows up at her house all the time. They're friends. She brings food. Lorelai was crippled and lying on the couch. She needed food, and Suki brought tacos. That's true. Her back is out. And then immediately sprayed herself in the eye with hairspray and had a whole series of comedic encounters with various objects around the living room. I didn't find any of these jokes. (laughs) No, I I feel like... I feel like she gets less clumsy. I don't remember this being like a super running joke. Yeah. I think they give her other things to do pretty soon. So Emily's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you bought him a dress. Oh, my God. that What a compliment because she didn't buy a dress. She made the dress. Mm-hmm. Emily's like, hey, I'm going to take care of you because your back's thrown out. And I love you. You're my daughter is what she's saying. You Meanwhile, know? Dean has come to pick up Rory and he's honking, which Emily has a big problem with. Of course. She's like, no, a gentleman has to come inside and grab you and take you away. That's that's not what she said. I lied. That's exactly what she said. It's a little bit too much. But she wanted him to come to the door and do it all properly, which I get. Especially for a dance, you want to like take a picture with the, the couple together. Yeah. It's like what she came for. So I think that was fair. I do think they could have gone about it better. God. Lorelai, it's always boiling down to being your fault. So they go to the dance. It's great. You know, they feel awkward. They don't really want to dance because they're nervous and they're embarrassed and they they dance and it's nice and it's going like beautifully, actually. Yeah. And uh, Madeline and Louise are clearly like jealous of Rory's um, dress and hair and tall, tall boyfriend. That one girl is just like, 
I like you're tall. How tall are you? That gets me hot. I'm like you, you're a weirdo. Yeah, that was weird. I would that would not turn me on. <laughs> Paris is there with a guy. Yeah, but it's her cousin. She couldn't get a date. Yeah, her cousin awkwardly tries to hit on Rory, which is like a little bit like, dude. Maybe you shouldn't be macking on people at this party. So Rory and Dean are having a good time dancing, but Tristan is like seeing all this angrily from the corner. I hate him. Oh, and Rory and Tristan had like a confrontation earlier in the episode. Yeah. He was like kind of asking her to the dance, but in like a super neggy way. I hate how much he negs. I hate how much he negs. But like, I don't know. It does make him kind of hot. Okay. You're coming around (laughs) on Tristan? So Rory and Dean decide to leave. They've done their dance duty. They're going to head back to Stars Hollow and get coffee and spend the rest of the night alone. But then Tristan is like acting like he's drunk, like getting in their face. I'm like, what is your, what are you trying to accomplish Yeah, here? What, what, what does he say? He was just like introducing himself to Dean to be like, all right, just letting you know you're not the only one into this girl. Oh, man, get away from her. Oh, I'm going to push you. Yeah, a lot of shoving and grunting, not so much punching and bleeding. Yeah, it's no Buffy. He said he would kill him. Does he go to jail for the rest of the show for that somehow? Yeah. Does, does Tristan die and he gets framed for it? Oh my God, yes, 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 yes. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say who kills Tristan. Oh my God, yeah. When they're at the dance, all their enemies and bullies get their comeuppance, you know? Yeah. Like the one girl like tries to hit on Dean and she gets like turned down, which she clearly doesn't enjoy. She has to have some carbs. And <laughs> her like intellectual villain, uh, she- Paris? Yeah. Paris gets caught in this like embarrassing lie and truth that she's there by herself well, with, with her cousin. cousin. And Lorelai maintains the moral high ground because Paris is the one that spreads that truth out. She's the one that spills the beans just so loudly. Yeah. So like Rory doesn't even have to have that blood on her hands for like having gossiped it. You meant Rory when you said Lorelai, right? Yes. I mean, that is her name. It is her name though. Which they brought up again in this episode. Yes. So meanwhile in Stars Hollow, Emily and Lorelai are having an okay time. They're bonding over this banana toast that Emily made. When I say bonding over, they both hate it so much and agree that it's terrible, even though Emily remembers Lorelai loving it as a child. I feel like it would be fine. Yeah, it looks fine. I don't think it would like gross me out. I might not like make it again, but I think I could eat a whole one. Yeah, I, if I ha- I need a glass of water for sure. But yeah, I guess we've established Lorelai is very picky. She was like picking out avocado from her salad in the beginning, and so she just maybe doesn't like anything on toast. She has that line about getting the avocado off her tomato. And then Emily's like, oh, you don't like tomatoes? She's like, no, it's fraternizing with the enemy. (laughs) But their night together was pretty sweet. Lorelai confesses to her mom that she did make the dress. And Emily's like, well, you did a great job with the dress and with Rory. And that's like maybe the nicest thing she's said to her that we've seen. Pluck, pluck, pluck on my heartstrings right there. I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. Did they get you? Of course. Oh. They're coming together. And then Lorelai takes some pain medication and goes to sleepy sleep. So Dean and Rory grab some coffee. They said coffee. And then they go to that dance studio, which is just left open. And they immediately decide to like read a book and fall asleep. I don't think they decided to fall asleep. <laughs> no. And then it's the next morning. And Very then- early in the morning, Miss Patty comes in with her middle-aged women yoga class. By the way, this sucks because it's not just like, oh, no, I heard that you didn't come home last night. It's like the whole town saw you sleeping with a boy. Yeah, it, it's not looking good. No. And Emily wakes up and realizes that Rory's not there. She wakes up Lorelai. 
Emily has just got done praising Lorelai for how good of a job she did. Yeah, they're freaking out. Emily is just like yelling, like, what happened? Where's your daughter? Call her, you know, yelling demands. But let's talk about what Emily says Mm -hmm. and that we don't question, okay? Mm -hmm. Emily says, I sat down and started reading this magazine and then I fell asleep somehow and it was just 5.30 in the morning, which is exactly what her granddaughter did. Oh my God, you're right. And so it's like, you're the same, Emily. But like, also, they just got coffee, which is a little weird that they're like, hey, let's get this stimulant and then fall asleep. But yeah. It was a big night for them. Yeah. But he also probably had like a raging heart on for the entire night. So I don't think he fell asleep. He did for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's like 15, what, 16? Yeah, I've been that girl just sleeping next to a dude all night. He had a boner. Yeah. I mean. So Emily and Lorelai have like a, a classic blowout. They get their hair done. (laughs) Really nice. Emily says stuff like, she's going to get pregnant. You're going to lose her. She's going to throw away her life like you did. That's one of the things that you can't like say. Oh, and she's like, what kind of mother are you? And Lorelai's, well, what kind of mother were you if I got pregnant and like did all this bad stuff you're accusing me of, which I thought was a good comeback. But she's like, I trust Rory. Rory's a different kid. She's a good kid. Her life is going places. And Rory has walked in and overhears all this. Emily storms out and Rory is like, oh my gosh, mom, thank you so much for saying all that nice things. She cuts her off. She's like, no, where were you? I can't believe you did this. Of course, she's upset. Rory's like, you know I didn't do anything. And Laura like does know, but she's still like mad because, I mean, Rory says as much. like, you're just mad because grandma was here and caught me in a mistake and you got in trouble. And that's probably totally right. Yeah. I think if Emily wasn't there, Laura probably would have been mad, but it would have been handled not so explosively. Right. Okay, and what happened in Forgiveness and stuff? So this episode is essentially like dealing with all the fallout of the last episode, all this drama in the family and anger. But it's Christmas time now. Yeah, they have to put that aside for a moment to deal with Richard's like sudden medical event. I'm going to say event. Yeah, it was an event. I don't know that it was an emergency, but it was an event. So this kind of picks up shortly after the last episode. So things are tense between Rory and Dean. They haven't talked so much. Things are tense with Lorelai and Rory. Things are always tense with Lorelai and her mom. Yeah, things are tense between Richard and trying to have normal, non-work-related conversations at a party. Always. Speaking of parties, Emily and Richard, they're having one. Their big annual Christmas party. It looks not fun, by the way. Right, but we're not there yet. I know, but I just want to make it clear that if you guys are ready to have like an imaginary party in your head it's not good we set up that Lorelai like loves going to this event mostly because of the apple tarts but like it's the one event she likes going to at her parents house I don't know why it's Emily and Richard Rory two older women and a man and it's unclear if the man is a couple with anyone or if the women are a couple. There's like a weird yeah. amount of people there. I'm like, I don't imagine Lorelai would like mingling with any of these folks. So yeah. she's just like mingling with apple tarts, I guess. Yeah, but we're not there yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> because Lorelai is informed by her mother that she is not invited. It was like one of those invites where it was like probably the whole idea was to not invite her. But yeah, I mean, she told her to come for cocktails and she's like, well, I can't be there that early, but I'll come for dinner. And she's like, well, just don't come at all. can't come for cocktails. That's a great Emily. It was like she's in the room. <laughs> Richard, stop talking about work. Yeah, so. You're fired, maid. <laughs> 
it's weird because like Emily like totally does all this manipulative stuff and keeps Richard out of the loop, like uninviting his daughter to the party. Uh, yeah. But like also Richard is so unengaged with any aspect of life that's not his job or like the newspaper that mm-hmm. like I kind of sure go for it. <laughs> like, yeah. But he seems very stressed out about work. There's a man in London he's angry about. Yeah. So the whole party, he's just grump, grump, grump. I'm hot. Grump, grump. And uh, Emily is saying the wrong reasons that her daughter isn't there. Yeah. She had an excuse. And then later she said a different one and someone called her out on it. And not a good look, Emily. No, it looks bad. But you know what else looks bad? When your husband doubling over because you made him wear that stupid tie. She would have just let him take off her tie. The second half of this episode would have been about something else. We would have seen Lorelai eat the Santa burger that Luke made for her. That was a scary moment when that Santa burger slid into view. <laughs> yeah, it looked a little... Um... Are we at the party yet? Can we go to the party? It's not time. We're at the party. Can we be at the party? Let's say we're at the party. Meanwhile... We already talked about most of the party. Meanwhile... <laughs> Meanwhile, while the party's going on, yes, Lorelai at home has ordered a pizza, and yeah. it's been an hour, and it's not coming because the truck broke down. What happened? I don't know. So then she's like, I'm just going to leave. Did she cancel the pizza? There was something about a scooter. I don't remember her canceling the pizza, but she like goes to Luke's to get dinner. Yeah. I think because she's lonely and wants to be social mostly. Yeah, she goes, she goes to Luke's. She's like, do you have anything fancier than usual or like festive? I just, I miss... My mommy's Christmas dinner. Their relationship is nonsense here. Why? She just doesn't talk to him like you talk to any like human being. It's a bit abusive, honestly. Well, he's really mean back to her, I thought. Yeah? She seemed vulnerable, and I thought he was being sort of gruff. You disagree? Uh, maybe. I mean, he, it's just that he's like working in a shop, and she just comes in, and she's like... Oh, but like she asked to see the menu. Yeah, she does always get the same thing, but like whatever. She can look at the menu. And then she had it for like one second, and he's like, there's words on it. What do you want? Yeah, that's true. I was just like, let her look at the menu for a second. Uh, Lorelai gets a call from her daughter that her dad has had something happen and he's at the hospital. So she- Luke's like, everybody out of here. I'm taking you right now. You can't do this. You're too vulnerable. I can see that now. I can see your vulnerability. I shouldn't have been gruff earlier. Hmm. And then now he's like, I'll pay for everybody's food. Which is funny because there's a group of carolers had come in or whatever they are. And they're like, for a song, please give us some cocoa. I hate this guy, by the way. Taylor uh, Josie. Yeah, I hate him. Hope he interested. Uh, oh, God. Uh, so Luke's like, have the cocoa, lock up, but everybody else, uh, I'll pay for your stuff. I love the idea that you can just trust somebody to like lock up your shop, which you can't. In this town, you can. It's magical. Yeah, but do they just like know how to clean everything? You know what I mean? They say clean everything. Okay, that's true. But also, it's just like, how much money? That's a lot. That could be a lot of money. Yeah. So Luke drives Lorelai to the hospital in the fakest looking car I've ever seen. Yeah, this looked bad. I mean, the exterior shots were fine, but when they were in the car, it was clear they were just in a car that was not moving on a soundstage. There was like no fake traffic by them or anything. They would always like talk about other cars just to like reinforce that they were somewhere with cars, not on a soundstage. (laughs) Like that Jaguar over there and that truck over there here on the street. But the whole way there, she's like, wondering like well what if my dad dies my dad's a good person i've had such a weird relationship with my dad she's just very worried about like yeah. the ramifications of how she hasn't been a good daughter will affect uh, potentially her life going forward if her dad dies and luke senses that yeah and he feels bad about being gruff earlier and he drives faster yeah so emily's freaking out at the hospital she doesn't want to fill out any of the forms she's upset she's yelling at jane lynch who's being super patient you know very not what i would expect from jane lynch 
And it's, you know, Jane Lynch is taking all this stuff from Emily. Uh, and Jane She's Lynch- being super Emily, like particularly yeah. Emily. Oh, yeah. Emily at 11. She just wants to know what's wrong with her husband. And there don't seem to be answers. She's trying to like leverage her rich people stuff and get her, her own personal doctor in there and all that. You'd think that somebody would tell them something, though. I don't know. The paramedics would probably be able to be like, yeah, this sounds like angina or like a heart attack. But then Lorelai and Luke eventually show up. Emily seems shocked to see Lorelai because they're fighting. Yeah. And Luke, of course. What's he doing here? Yeah. What's going on? Lorelai and Luke have a lot of like flirty moments. Yeah, they really do. They're getting flirty. She accidentally tells him he looks good and he like presses her on that. I don't like his soul patch. No, that needs to go. That goes, right? I hope so. Is that what the team stuff's about? Yeah, there's team Dean and there's team no soul patch, please. And Team Emily. Well, hold on. There's a Team Dean and a Team Soap. Okay. I have questions about what's going to happen later in the show then. (laughs) So there's a nice moment where Lorelai makes Jane Lynch go away, you know, which is really something Emily wanted to have happen. Mm -hmm. And then sneaks, you know, her mom into the back, which I guess she's just bold enough to do and Emily wouldn't be. Right. So she takes her back there and they find their dad and they realize he's not dead. I guess I don't know really what that accomplished other than... They, like, know where he is. Uh, Rory has a sweet moment where she reads him most of all the newspapers. Yeah, she reads a lot of the newspapers to him. They're cute. That seems seems like that would take forever. And what about Emily and Richard? There's a moment where, you know, he's trying to be real because he's a kind of a robot. He thinks he's dying. Yeah, or thinks, I don't know that he knows that he's dying or he, thinks he's dying. He thinks I think he's possible. realizing he will die yeah. at some point. So he's like, hey, you need to know about the will and stuff. And Emily's like, I'll have none of that. And she forbids him dying first. She has to die first. And he agrees. Yeah. Hope it works out that way. You know, it makes sense. So that's nice. That was a touching moment. That's a heartstrings moment. Yeah. I heard some of your heartstrings. Really? In that, in that part? I think so. We haven't really seen Emily and Richard be romantic. So that that was probably like the first time we like saw their actual love. Yeah, I think so. This is the first time I saw Emily show that she cared at all about her husband. Lorelai is nervous about going into the room. Yeah. She keeps making excuses for why she can't go in there. She's got to go get coffee. She's got to go find Lorelai. She's got to flirt with Luke. And Luke's like, you got to fucking face your fears, lady. Yeah, you got to go in there. You, you and I were talking about like what her problem was with going into the room. And I think it was just she's realized she doesn't really have much of a relationship with him and she's maybe about to lose him and like doesn't want him to die knowing that their relationship's not good, but also like has no idea what to say to him on his deathbed because they bond over nothing. Whoa. Well, what? Uh, That was nice. Does that get your heartstrings? It does. That's great analysis. Well, thank you. That's what I got from that. Yeah. Like even if you had a good relationship with your father, it would be hard to know what to say in those moments. Yeah. But when you're like, shit, we have no relationship. This might be it. What do I do? Yeah. But he's not dead. It's fine. They're going to have a great relationship, probably. Well, I mean, we know that his wife's going to die first. So we yes. just like that's like she's like the canary in the coal mine, you know? That is canon. So as long as she's around, we know he's safe. Mm-hmm. Before any of this, okay. beginning of the episode, Dean comes over to the house. That's right. Before Lorelai goes to Luke's when she's waiting for the pizza. He's chucking rocks at the window. And so, you know, Lorelai's like, oh, man, you're doing one of these things? And he's like, hey, I just want to see, apologize, let you know nothing happened. Uh, Please like me. And she's like, fine, I'll like you. Yeah, they they share a little joke moment. I think they're pretty good now. I thought she was going to maybe invite him in for pizza. I thought that too. Because she was like, "You, you know, there's a door. You should use a door. Like, now, come on in. So the end of the episode... 
Lorelai goes back to Luke's. She's got a gift for him. She gives him a new hat to wear. And she puts it on him and he's like, so how does it look? And ha ha, call back. And then they watch the carolers or whatever is happening in the town square together and it seems romantic. And then Rory's teacher walks by and no. sees them. <laughs> no. And is like, I thought we were boyfriend, girlfriend. I slept at your house. Well, that's true. Then Luke uh, said, you killed my dad. Uh, he did mention his dad is dead in the yeah. episode, yes. And I can see the fingerprints right over there. I framed the finger. They're yours. And he kills him. No, none of this happened. This is all wrong. He does tell Emily a bit about death. He talks about how his dad died and he had a hard time moving on. And Emily's like, why aren't you dating my daughter? You're both stupid. You're both stupid for not boning right now in this hospital. Do Everyone it. knows you want to. Do it. I feel like Emily would not approve of Luke. Well... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem that way, doesn't it? (laughs) Okay, cool. How many seasons is this show? A lot. Okay, so she probably approves of them immediately. Uh, (laughs) So do you think these are good episodes? Yes, I do. I think they were both fantastic episodes. What do you think? Yeah, they were both good. Uh, The first one was really good. The second one was uh, also good. It's kind of like a cop-out, though. I feel like the the dad has a heart event, so everyone has to get over their drama. That just seems kind of cliche. Yeah. When we were watching this second episode, I was like, I do not remember what's in this episode at all. Um, I totally do remember this hospital part now, but I had no recollection of, like, the Christmas part, so that seemed pretty insignificant and boring to me i guess but yeah the dance episode was pretty solid like the fake out of lorelei and and emily coming together and then that big fight in the kitchen yeah and then emily tagging out rory for like a boxing match with lorelei was yeah was good that was really good that was all perfect um so yeah i would say these were both good episodes no they were both good they're both emotional episodes i liked them i'm on board And now for a special segment we like to call Meanwhile Uncharmed. Charmed is another popular WB show airing around the same time that neither of us has seen. But we're going to discuss it anyway. Based only on its IMDb summaries. Brian, what happened on Charmed? Meanwhile Uncharmed, Season 1, Episode 9, The Witch is Back. Prue is attacked by a warlock from the past, but Phoebe calls on an ancestor to help protect the sisters. And Piper works up the courage to ask Leo out. And, meanwhile, Uncharmed, Season 1, Episode 10, Wicca Envy, when Prue is arrested for stealing a priceless tiara, it is revealed that her boss, Rex, is a warlock. The sisters must prove Prue's innocent and vanquish Rex before it's too late. I don't like doing two of these. That's too much. There is so much happening. There's so many men. (laughs) How many people do these women date? They got little Andy at home in the cupboard. Why do they need any other men? So Prue is attacked by a warlock from the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this? Is this someone we've met? It could have been. Could have been one of that, whoever's doing the hypnotizing earlier in the season. Yeah, okay. We'll say it was him. Definitely him. It's probably that person. But Phoebe calls on an ancestor to help protect the sisters. Yeah. That's probably Sabrina's aunt. Is she an ancestor? Uh, I mean, she's older than alive. Does an ancestor have to be dead? I I mean, I don't know, but I feel like you don't say, like, I'm calling on an ancestor. Unless it's like a play on words, sort of like. Maybe it's like aunt sister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the type. Actually, that's what it says. Yeah, and we call on her aunt's sister. Okay, yeah, so that, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So Aunt Hilda, which right. is Caroline Ray, right. has to come help protect the sisters. Right. Another funny episode. That's good. Yeah, but the same time, Piper is working up the courage to ask Leo out. Is Leo our neighbor's dog? 
Yeah, that's the name of our neighbor's dog. Okay. So Piper's trying to go out with the dog? In this world, like, a dog is a person. A cat is a person. Like, maybe the dog's going to be turned back into a person in, like, a week or something. Oh, it's like Salem. Yeah. From Sabrina. Yeah. I like that we're just making sense of the show in terms of another witch show that we do understand. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't, when you say we totally understand, like, I don't know that I do. Okay. So Leo is a human man trapped in a dog's body, much as Salem the cat is a man trapped in a cat's body. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. And she wants to ask him out. She's like, I know you're a dog, but maybe in a couple years when you're undogged, we can dog. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to spoil the episode anymore because I know people are really looking forward to watching that one. So let's do the next one. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's get out of there before we spoil it. <laughs> Wicca Envy. Prue is arrested for stealing a priceless tiara. Okay, that's just – that's so Prue, you know? <laughs> like, I'm going to get the best jewelry. She is, like, feeling real good after that thing she did in the last episode, which we won't spoil. No. Oh, my God. No. She's feeling super confident Yeah. she – Steals a priceless tiara. To go with her huge necklace. And then it's like maybe just revealed that she's a witch, but her boss is like, don't worry about it, man. I'm a warlock. Anyone named Rex, it's like a 50-50 if they're a warlock. I've never met a non-warlock Rex. Which is why she worked there. She's like, there's a pretty good chance my boss will like understand me more than I know. Yeah. Where do you think she works? Well, never mind. She works at the baking show. So okay. this is that show probably. Yeah. Well, but they have to vanquish Rex. So they do? Uh, I'm guessing they do, probably. I mean, I'll have to base it on next week's summary to really know, but I would guess that they do. They sit there trying to prove Prue's innocence, but I think she did it. I think she absolutely stole the tiara. I think that's the twist at the very end. It's like the usual suspects, but it's it's Prue. All right. This is Ben. Meanwhile on Charmed. All right, Stacey. We did one episode of Buffy this time, mm-hmm. uh, and we watched season one. Episode 8, I, Robot, you, Jane. What happened on this episode? So this is a very special episode about the dangers of the net. There's a demon that gets trapped in the internet, Mm -hmm. and Buffy and the gang, they got to try to stop it before it dates Willow to death. (laughs) Am I wrong? No, that's, uh, yeah. And also worse stuff, but yeah, before it dates Willow to death, yeah. We open on... Miss Calendar has brought some of her computer class students. We in. don't open on that. There's like a lot that happens. Okay, before there's this, this bullshit <laughs> scene that's like ancient times. We're traveling a demon in a book because he's wreaking havoc in the Italian world. I just like this scene because it just this guy just walks out and he's like, "Hey, everybody, we know this demon's out there. We can tell. We can feel it." I got a book. How about we just, you know, like we all do, put the demon in the book. And they do. And then they put the book in a box and then that gets shipped to Giles hundreds of years later. Why does he get this book? Well, he's like a watcher. Right. But who sent it to him? Well, I'm guessing the people, the watcher's council. Did he order the book? Is there like a watcher scholastic book fair? I mean, <laughs> it's like the scariest, <laughs> like a little brochure. <laughs> So he gets this book. He's trying to put all his books away, but all the pesky computer kids are in the library. For no reason. We don't explain really why they're there. No, because they have a computer lab, which we see a lot of. I think actually they're organizing the books somehow. They're like helping him? Yeah, they probably have a line about that. And we meet Ms. Calendar, who's Mm -hmm. the hot, hot computer teacher. Yep. And Giles clearly has a thing for this woman. We'll get into that. Xander's there. He's wearing a shirt that says porn star. Yeah. (laughs) He was trying to hide it, but I caught it. Can Um, you just wear that to school? I mean, the standards at this school are pretty lax. Like, the stuff Buffy wears is 
Like, I'm fine with it, but I'm like, I don't think I could get away with that. Oh my God. She like shows up in her PJs at some point. (laughs) She's like a tank top and like short shorts. All of her dresses are so distractingly short. Everyone else is wearing just plaid pants. Like, just look. They're wearing plaid pants. Every third person has plaid pants on. I don't remember that being a trend then. Just in this weird place. The 70s were kind of back in the 90s. Yeah. Flare pants were back, but I don't remember there being plaid pants. They're all kind of dressed like that guy and Can't Hardly Wait, which has Seth Green in it. And apparently he's in this, you keep promising. (laughs) You can't wait. So all these kids are in the library helping with the book project. Giles is like, ah, computers, I hate them. I don't understand them. They're bad. I hate them. Turns out he's right. We just watched The Social Dilemma and yeah, we maybe should get off the internet, but. 100% agree with you, Giles. Like when I watched this when I was a teen, I was like, come on, man. Now I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, we should probably read books. But there was a good period of the internet for like the last 20 years. So get on board, Giles. Come on, buddy. Like, I feel like before this series is over, this episode was probably already super dated. Yeah, probably by like season four. Like, he doesn't know what a scanner is at some point. I'm like, you you run the room that has the scanner in it. It should be your job to know that <laughs> this true. device is called a scanner. It's scanning books for you. <laughs> to be fair, he always seems, like, totally overcome with the part of his job that is putting books on the shelves. Like, he's just is always just like, yeah. I, I got to put the books away. And, like, you could get this done in an hour, man. Come you on. You have a, several teenagers that help you for free. Yeah. But there's two new teenagers. There's Dave and Fritz. And the first words out of Fritz's mouth, I was like, that guy's going to die. He yeah. just seemed like such an asshole. That guy was a sociopath immediately. So Willow stays late to keep scanning in books, and she scans in the demon book that has arrived from the past, and all the words in the book disappear, but they go into the computer. I kind of thought that was fun. Like, sealing a monster in a book is kind of a fun concept, mm-hmm. and then the idea of, like, transferring it to the computer, it's just like another storage, like information storage. I thought that was like kind of a cool concept. Pretty soon, Willow has developed a relationship with a mysterious man on the internet named Malcolm. And she's all excited to tell Buffy that she's in love and Buffy's so happy for her. And she's like, what does he look like? And Willow's like, why does it always have to be about looks, Buffy? Also, I've never seen him. He's an internet boyfriend. And then Buffy's like, it's Giles. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. Yeah, wouldn't it be be. so messed up? That's why he's all like, I hate computers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she's in love with Malcolm, but Malcolm, we all know who Malcolm really is. Right. But Willow is just so head over heels with this man. And it seems likely that one of the two men that she's talking to is one of these, these dudes we met in the library in the beginning. Yeah. And at some point we see Fritz, the weirdo, just like carving something into his arm, repeating, I'm jacked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm jacked in. I still don't know what that means or is referencing. Someone was writing that and they're like, I don't know. He's messed up. Yeah. So the, the demon is in the computer and he is using these boys to like physically do the work. Yeah. To stop Buffy from stopping Willow. But Willow starts to figure out something is up when the computer reveals a bit too much knowledge that she never told it about Buffy because it's scanned her records or something. So it, it knows Buffy is after it. So it's like trying to get rid of Buffy. This episode is trying to like rehabilitate Xander a little bit. Like he's concerned about Willow, you know? Yeah, I I thought they did a decent job with him. He didn't mention 
much how he's in love with Buffy and he was trying to hang out with Willow and he definitely contributed to like the mystery solving aspect and he punched someone. Yeah, he got to punch somebody. That means that you were successful. He probably was like, okay, I'm doing all this good shit. Can I please wear that porn star shirt? Yeah, we can't stray too far from my core character. <laughs> so, but he's he's worried about, you know, Willow. He's the one that's bringing it to Buffy's attention really. And then they try to kill Buffy. Yes. Dave tells Buffy that Willow is looking for her in the locker room, but this is just a trick. Fritz is in there, turns on the shower, and puts some little electric wires in the water and tries to electrocute Buffy. Luckily, she can jump really far and just gets out before she gets electrocuted, but her shoes are a sizzling. If she had been anyone besides the Slayer, says Giles later, she probably would have died. But Dave pays for this. He gets strung up in the library. Who hung him, Fritz? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that was kind of cool because Moloch's all like, hey, man, I'm writing you. It's funny because like one second he's like, I love you, man. And then the next sentence he's like, this is your suicide note, buddy. (laughs) Like, that's pretty (laughs) terrifying. It kind of doesn't make sense that the computer like vocalizes what it's typing. Because definitely at this time, that type of technology was very poor. It was like very robot-y. Yeah. This basically was how it sounds now. Yeah. I mean, also, it is like a magic demon thing. So, like, maybe it could Who do it. Who speaks Italian? <laughs> That's the only language it speaks. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> it's trying to reach out to the students and it can't. It's just Italian. And everyone's like, I don't really kind of sound like Spanish. Rigatoni. <laughs> That's what the demon's saying. It knows what the teens like. A pizza, tomato. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The teens like tomatoes. Giles realizes that the demon is in the computers, but this is like way over his head. He doesn't even know how to turn on a computer or how to take those like old plastic covers off of a computer. So he has to go to hotty hot hot Miss Calendar (laughs) and let her know with his eyes that he's into her, but with his mouth that he needs her help. He's like, you're not going to believe this. There's like some magic stuff. Uh, I'm not crazy. And she's like, oh, no, totally. I'm like a technopagan. There's a lot of us. I totally get what you're talking about. I'm like, what is a technopagan? She says, there's a lot more of us than you think. And so- I, th- I think that's true because I thought there were none. No, no, none at all. So there, if there's one, there's a lot more than I thought. Is she a character we see again? It certainly seems like Giles would like to see her again. Uh, I don't know. Probably not. I'd probably never see her again. Okay. I don't believe you. I think that was probably the last episode. No, I bet there's a whole flock of Technopagans. A whole see. flock of tech. That's what you call um, two. Yeah, there's going to be like a ball that all the watchers go to and they all have to ask a girl <laughs> from the Technopagan school to come as their dates. It gets really Hogwartsy <laughs> later. So Buffy and Xander go to this like abandoned computer factory trying to save Willow. Yeah, so they're at the factory. Guess what? They were building him a giant robot body. Yeah. That looks just like his other body. That made me laugh. Because he was just in the computer as like a pixelated version of the how he actually looked in real life. Yeah. I'm not really sure how the book knew what he looked like and made a picture of him. Yeah. But yes, they made like a really pixelated robot version. <laughs> so chunky and square. Yeah. It was like a Power Ranger and villain. <laughs> It was like Doom cosplay. It was something else. So I guess that was scary. And it's like, Willow, I love you. I did this all for you. And she's like, no. I think he just wants you to say that you love him and that he like wants you to let him kill you. Like he went up to Fritz after this. It just like, it just like breaks his neck. Yeah. So I was right. Fritz did die. And I think he just, you know, it's not that he loves Willow. He just needs Willow to like consent to him killing her. What? Why? That's what he did to the Italian guy and the part that you said was bullshit at the beginning. But he was just going to kill Buffy. 
he didn't need her love. Well, one, he didn't actually kill Buffy. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I guess he was later, but his Tasmanian tried to kill her. But also, he, I mean, maybe he can kill somebody, but like he gets off or gets magic from like you letting him do it. Sure. Giles and Miss Calendar, what the hell name is that? are getting it on back at the library. And when I say getting it on, I mean she's typing what he's reading from the spell book, which removes the demon from the internet. And now the demon is just trapped inside the robot body. That's confusing to me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because in my mind, the way it worked was he was like not released, like released from the book, you know? He was sort of just transferred from the book into the computer. And so in my head, he was like, he's locked in that computer, but the computer can access the internet so he can like douche stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's like in that computer. And when they were going to make him a body, it made sense to me because I'm like, okay, you could just want to put a cool body around yourself. You don't mind that you're not physically outside of that computer because you can do so much more. Sure. But then I don't understand like when they when they like locked him in that. It's like, what what is happening? Why would that restrict him from using the Internet? If he was just in the internet, then like the whole body stuff, like none of that was important. He wouldn't have to make a body in Sunnydale. He could just make a body in some like military plant. Yeah. The body was hilarious. He could have been like 100 feet tall. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have time to do that, I guess. This was a shut down computer plant that was just run by two teenage boys and then like maybe an adult balding man. (laughs) Buffy's trying to fight this thing, but it hurts. He's big and made of metal. She can't punch him the same way she can punch other things. But then she remembers the old electricity trick that Fritz tried to pull in the shower. Yep. And she shoves the robot into an electric box and that kills him. Which is a little troubling. Because if that's all you had to do is destroy the this vessel that he's locked into, then you could have just burnt the book. Yeah, but they didn't know that in old Italy days. I mean, if I sealed someone to a book, my first thing to do would be like, I'm going to burn that fucking book. They put it in that box. Maybe they were going to burn the box and they just like didn't get around. Maybe the pizza was ready. <laughs> Back then when a pizza was ready. It was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Giles and Miss Calendar kind of come to like an agreement that maybe books are good. Maybe computers are good. Maybe we can live in harmony with this sort of. But the main reason he goes to talk to her is to bring her this like long dangly corkscrew earring he found in the library, which he assumes is hers. And she's like, well, I don't dangle it from my ears. And we're like, what do you dangle it? It was long. Yeah. A nipple tassel maybe? Ah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't put it anywhere but my ear. Yeah. Like if it was downstairs like you can't you'd sit on it every time you sat like it's too big yeah and like that's there's just no way that's a lifestyle you want to have where you're sitting on it and then it ends with the teens being like yeah our lives are pretty messed up like we've seen a lot of people die we can't really be in love with anyone because it always goes poorly and then they just kind of all stare off into space and think about that for a while it's pretty bleak yeah Brian, did you think this was a good episode? I mean, yes and no. I mean, you know, the yeses, it had so much that I liked about it. The plot idea was great. For 1997, I would say. Well, yeah, but that's when it was made. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, was that such a freaking clever idea at the time? Probably. I mean, I think it was I think it was clever writing. Yeah, Uh, that concept. But then, I don't know, like, Giles' attitude towards computers is ridiculous. <laughs> it does seem a little weird because he's a librarian, but I guess he's like a books guy and sort of old-fashioned. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. It's a little pa- hard to get past it being kind of dated. Yeah, it's true. Uh, still no new principal. No. Will there be one? I feel like there will be. Maybe Miss Calendar is in the contention. I thought it was funny. It was a fun concept. It was nice to explore Willow a little bit more. And, you know, I like seeing more of Giles in general. I actually like his character a lot. I'm excited because I was saying he does need to find love, and it seems that way. It does seem like she's way out of his league, but uh, we'll see where that goes. His hair only gets better as the show goes on. I don't believe you. So which episode do you think are better? I think both Gilmore Girls were better than this Buffy. I'm sorry. What do you think? I think you're right. I think that's that's correct. That's what I would say. I, I hate to do it, but I just it's true. Those were both pretty good Gilmore Girl episodes. Yeah, I agree. You've admitted that season one of Buffy's is not great, so that, that might be the case a lot of this season, but uh, I'm sure there'll be seasons of Gilmore Girls where... Buffy has improved significantly. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like a personal attack. I'm with you on that. Although like season two and three of Gilmore Girls are pretty good. They're not as good as Buffy. And four. And five and six and seven. Oh, no. I do think two, three, and four <laughs> are like generally people's favorites, though. I'm looking forward to it. I like Gilmore Girls. It seems like it's a great show. I'm enjoying it a lot. I feel like it's good. Yeah. I, I feel bad because I feel like you love Gilmore Girls more than I love Buffy right now. Yeah. Um, Buffy does. Buffy's not good yet. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. I, I trust that you... Aren't lying to me about it getting good soon. Yeah, I mean, it's good. We would love to hear your thoughts on either or both of these shows or either or both of us. Let us know how we're doing. Do you like our show? Do you have questions for us? Is Giles sexy? Who's out of whose league, really? Can technopagans even get married? Are you a technopagan? Are there more that I'm not aware of? Do you think this whole internet thing will really even pan out? We want to know how you want to see Tristan die. Did Dean have a boner the whole night? He definitely did. We know. We read the stage directions. <laughs> the staged <laughs> erections. Dean pops one. <laughs> it's just the last line. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Gilmore Slayer. You can also follow us at Brian and Stacy. That's Brian with a Y, Stacy with an EY. Or you can send us an email at brianandstacyreviews at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, also called Brian and Stacy. We just posted a sketch that we made about playing board games in an apocalypse. Check it out. That sketch is available on our YouTube channel and on our Instagram page. If you want to follow along next week, we'll be watching Buffy Season 1, Episode 9, The Puppet Show. And Gilmore Girls Season 1, Episode 11, Paris is Burning, as well as Episode 12, Double Date. Who will the days be, Brian? I mean, if I had to guess, I would say it's going to be Luke and the teacher. Luke and the teacher are going to go on a date? Oh, I kind of read it like a play on words, like she's going to be on two dates. Oh, interesting. But obviously that's not the case. All right. Well, we are going to go snuggle up with our cat and have a hot cup of cocoa. Do you like Emily? We're not not asking (laughs) no questions anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We already asked them the questions. I know. It's funny.